Yo, it's Nick Ruiz, twice self-made real estate entrepreneur. Came up once from scratch in my late teens, built over a million dollar net worth. The 2008 crash forced me into bankruptcy. Then I bounced back quickly again after bankruptcy. This is success from scratch. We talk entrepreneurship here, money, financial literacy, business building, psychological and chess player warfare, real estate entrepreneurship, economic evolution, the laws of it, survival of the fittest, sales and persuasion, anything success. I don't care where you are. Pay attention. Listen up. This is success from scratch for you. Hey guys, how are you? It's Nick back with another episode and I'm getting some really good feedback um, on these some of these solo episodes where I'm breaking down some of the deals I'm working on or um, you know, just going into the detail of it. And there's no, no really other platform or video where I can sit there and do that. So on this podcast, again, it's nice to be able to um, you know, break it all down in depth you know, in, a, in a calm, collective situation. So um, I want to talk about um, a certain rental property that I have. It's a single-family home. I've owned it, I think, for three and a half years. All right. So here's what I've done. Let me break down. Um, the guy called me from a letter a few years ago. I remember this. I keep records of it. But um, and I ended up, you know, he's lived there for about forty some years. It's a single family home. It was it was decent but dated. You know what I mean? Like obviously livable. It didn't need like a full rehab, but just everything was you know out of date. You know, from decades ago. But nice older couple. They just you know they were older and they wanted to get out of it. And they wanted to sell it as is, and there was a few, there was a couple issues in the basement and things, and they just didn't want to deal with it. So, I went in there, and it was in, it's in kind of a you know lower end part of town, so it's it was cheap, and I ended up picking it up I think for twenty one thousand um, dollars, and then I put about I think seven or eight into it, okay, seven or eight grand into it to do. To, to, you know, update and upgrade some things. I didn't go, you know, it wasn't like a total rehab or anything. Again, I, I did what I needed to do to make it, you know, sparkly and shiny for a tenant to then come in. Because my I paid 21000 for it cash, put seven or eight cash into it, and then I ended up renting it for um, 900 a month. Okay, I could have went higher actually, but um, uh, I rented it for 900 It was worth more, but... You know, if I kept the rents a little lower, I had a, you know, I knew I'd attract a good tenant who would, you know, take care of the place, et cetera. So 900 a month. So here, let's do, let's do some rough math on, on how that rental property worked. And again, before you say, Hey, Nick, in my town, I can't get rentals for that price. You know, maybe you get it for 80 or 90 in a lower end area or something. And you put, you know, $21,000 down. Again, this is my deal. I want I want people to understand this. People say, Nick, how do you buy your rentals or how do you personally do this, that, and the other? I do things a little differently than you. You know, I have some liquid, you know, reserves available to where I can just pay cash for these things. But don't worry because you can do these exact deals without needing all the cash. Maybe you have just, a, you know, a certain 10 or 20% down payment. Uh, on these. So if you bought something for 90 in your town uh, and 20% down is 18, or maybe you find seller financing. If you look back at some of my other deals that I've broken down on the podcast, I've needed, I needed no money. Some of these I could go into with little to no money, but I just choose to deploy my capital this way because of the return. But there's a million ways to cut the pie. And 
not, I'm going to show you how I do it. And then again, I'm kind of highlighting how you could do it as well. So you could put 20% down, you could have them hold a note where you, um, you don't come out of pocket with much at all, where the seller is the bank, or you could do something where you bring in a hard money lender. Guys, there's no excuses. So on a deal like this, you could bring in a hard money lender to give you, let's say $30,000, 21 to buy it, and then the 9,000 to fix it up. And then maybe they charge you a few thousand. Let's say they charge you four grand. I'm just making that number up, by the way. So 30 plus four. So you owe 34,000 to the hard money lender. Now, six months later, when the property's stabilized and rented, now you can go to Johnny Banker in your town, your community bank or whatever, and say, hey, I'd like to refinance this property. Put a new mortgage on the property for $34,000, okay? A long-term mortgage because hard money loans are short-term mortgages, okay? This is how you buy a rental property with nothing out of your pocket and start creating immediate monthly income. So with nothing, okay? You didn't use your credit. Hard money lenders don't mess with that. They don't need, you know, 20% down. It doesn't work like that. So anyways, so what you would do there is, I'll go back to how I did it in a minute, but as long as I'm on this vein of, you know, I'm always thinking about people raising their hands saying, but Nick, what about this? What about that? Because I'm so used to teaching people now. So I'm going to break down how that would go. So you'd bring in a hard money lender. So now... You needed the hard money lender, okay, to give you twenty-one thousand to buy it and eight nine thousand to fix it up. Total of thirty thousand. Let's say he charges you four thousand for the money. You owe your hard money lender thirty-four thousand. And by the way, if you're not too savvy on the term hard money lender or you are, have questions about hard money lender, I can talk about hard money lenders in a new in a future episode. Reach out to me always on Instagram or um, uh, you know whatever, saying hey Nick. I heard your episode. I had a question about this, that, and the other, and that'll give me an episode, uh, you know, idea for this podcast. But my point is, again, let me, a hard money lender in a nutshell is someone who does not lend based on cash or credit. They lend based on how good the deal is. And if it's a good deal, here's the money, sir. Uh, They don't care if you're new. They don't care if you don't have, you know, if you don't have down payments, it doesn't work like that. They're looking just for, they're looking to end on, lend on undervalued assets. And this would be one of them. So, I could have done that and I could have borrowed 34,000, 30,000 from my hard money lender and then he would have tacked on his fee so I would have owed him 34,000. I hope you're following. So, what I would do is go to my bank when the property's stabilized, rented, I got it rented for 900 a month with a good tenant, I have a lease I can show the bank so they know that this is a very safe investment. And then I say, "Hey, Mr. Banker, I want to put a long-term mortgage on it because again, hard money lender uh loans are short-term, six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever they are, they're short-term loans. Because I want to hold this place long-term. Okay, Nick, so we're going to refinance it and we're going to put a, you know, a long-term mortgage on it so you can hold it for a long time. And they'll, uh, they'll pay off. So they'll come in with the 34000 to pay off my hard money lender. So he's happy and made whole. He's out of the picture. And now I owe the bank and I will send payments to my bank every month because they refinance the property. And guess what a payment on $34,000 would be with, with taxes? It'd probably be somewhere in the you know, 300 to 350 range with taxes per month. And I'm renting it for 900. So I'd have been making 550, 600 a month, which is beautiful. Um, so that's the other way to do it, okay? But I'm just gonna tell you how I did it now. Um, so I paid cash for it, rented it for 900 a month, held it for three years, let's just say. I don't know the exact time, three, three and a half, whatever. We'll say 900 a month times 36 months. So I got back 32,400, right? I'm only into it for, I told you, I bought it for 21 and I stuck eight grand into it. I'm into it for 29 cash. So 32,400 came back in three years, but here's the better news. 
you're like, Nick, what the, you know, that's not a lot more. First of all, if you look at the ROI, I mean, come on, I put up, you know, 28,000 and in the first year I got 10, eight times divided by 28. My first year I got 38 and a half percent on my money, 38 and a half percent on my money. You guys, unbelievable. Now, remember if you're using leverage, it's infinite return. Like if you use a hard money lender, the return on your money is infinite because you put up zero dollars. You know, let's say I let's say somehow I, I needed thirty thousand for this deal and I put twenty percent down. What's twenty percent of thirty thousand? Six thousand dollars, right? So let's say I put up six thousand dollars, right? I only put up six grand, and then remember when I said when I have a loan, my payment is going to be. Um, you know, 350 a month, let's just say 300 a month. So 900 a month in rent minus 300 a month in rent means I'm making 600 a month in profit cash flow, right? So 600 times 12, that's 7,200 the first year. And I only tied up 6,000 total guys. That's 120% return on your money. That's the leverage route. So if you put 20% down, you get 120% on your money. I got 38.5% on my money because, again, I just put in the cash. I like to deploy my capital that way. Not all the time, but I, that's what I did here. You know, I just want to be open and tell you how I do things. It's not always going to be how you do things. But the point is there's I know all the options for you on how to do it. So the bottom line is, so, yeah, I have 32000 of that back. So I literally have a free house that I paid nothing for after I collected the rents and um, a couple grand ahead. Now I'm going to go in and put about another fifteen grand into it and make really top-notch finishes and finish off the job that I started when I first bought it, and I'm going to sell it for a hundred, And I'm going to get $100,000. And then what I am going to do, and again, I'd just like to tell you guys what I'm working on, I am going to do what's called a 1031 exchange, which is basically... Um, it's a tax deferred program, meaning I won't pay a penny in taxes on this as long as I roll it into another like kind property, which is basically a long term hold rental property. That's what that means. So since this was a long term, and by the way, you have to hold a property for more than a year to be involved in this. You can't flip short term. Uh, you know, you can't do a rehab project in four months and then 1031 exchange it. That's not allowed. You have to hold a property for more than one year and then you're eligible for this uh, program, which is killer. It's a huge uh, incentive to roll your money up into more bigger and, you know, better real estate. So I'm going to take the 100K and I'm going to put that down on a bigger building, you know, maybe an eight unit, 16 unit, whatever it may be. I got my eyes on a few things right now and I'll, you know, kind of go over those in another podcast. And yes, I am the single family man. I still am. But, um, you know, I'm playing ball with some, you know, bigger stuff lately. But um, just wanted to let you know about, you know, there's so many ways to cut the pie. And again, look at this single family. Okay. That's why I love single families. Cause I can turn this one property now into 16 units or something. Just hypothetically, you know, who knows? But the point is, um, it's just, you got to love single families. You got to love them. The tenant, the only reason that the tenant is moving out by the way, is because I approached them and asked them if they want to buy it. They said no. And I said, you know what? I, I think I want to exchange this up for something else, but my tenants don't move. This was 900 a month, like clockwork, guys. So that's why I love my single family triad. Remember, I rehab and sell single families. I wholesale some single families. And I hold some single families as rentals. 
And the rentals, you know, a lot of times you can rotate like crops, meaning, you know, maybe in the next, I actually, I know for a fact in the next three or four months, I'm, I told another tenant I want them to move because I want to do a similar thing. I'm going to make it nice. And the area that this rental in is kind of peaking value wise. You know, there's, there's some good numbers coming. Same with this other one I'm talking about. That's why I'm doing this. A couple of these properties are, um, you know, getting some really good values in their areas right now. So I'm going to maximize that by getting top dollar for them now. Okay. And then uh, I have infinite opportunities for the money. Worst case, I can just take collect take my profits off the table and pay the 20% long-term capital gains tax on the profits. I mean, I don't really plan on doing that. I'd like to exchange up, defer the taxes, and exchange a, a one unit into 16 or whatever it may be. But you get my point. There's a lot of options. In the worst case is I just take my profits and pay the government 20%. And that's the other thing I was going to tell you. Another benefit to holding rental properties, um, single families and otherwise, is if you hold a property for more than a year, it moves into a different tax category, okay? And it's ter- it's turned into long-term capital gains, okay? If you hold a property for more than a year, your profits are taxed lower and differently. It's a straight 20% tax, okay? Your ordinary income tax is usually much higher than that. So that's another beautiful thing. Hold a property for more than a year, you only get taxed at 20%. And... If you want to pay zero on those proceeds, you just have to do a 1031 exchange, which basically is just committing those proceeds into a new deal. As long as you place that those proceeds and profit into another deal that's equal to or greater that, than it in value, then you won't send the government a dime because those profits are now rolled up into the, your next deal. So I hope I didn't go over too many people's heads. I can break this stuff down further. Um, I just love doing this. I've been doing all of this stuff for many years, you guys. And, uh, you know, there's more to, to single families than f- just flipping them. Holding real estate is a powerful, powerful uh, tool in your tool belt that you need to take very seriously. I know everybody wants to lump sums of cash, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, once you, if, if you can just look at your business and strategize and figure out what you're going to do with the single family triad, you're going to go a lot further. The, my, I've had plenty of students who are crushing it, flipping and wholesaling. And then I, I'm like, no, stop. You have to start doing rentals. You have to do. And then they're like, oh my God, dude, you open my eyes to a whole new world. And then you can rotate your single families like crops, your rentals. Maybe you hold them each for three years and then you sell them or, you know, whatever it may be, collect some pro- or, or hold them forever. I mean, the point is there's so many options including exchanging those up for larger deals down the road, okay? So, um, yeah, that's a specific rental property deal that um, I'm, I'm taking care of. I'm going to send, as soon as the tenants move out, my guys go in. Within three weeks, it'll be done. We'll put it for sale. And again, it's a hot little area, cute little house. Um, nothing special, just a cute little house that'll be nice and mint. And, you know, we'll get 100 for it, which is not a lot because it's in a lower end part of town. But it, there's a lot of buying activity going on there right now. So I'm going to take advantage. I mean, it's 100,000 I can pocket up front as opposed to 900 or a month for the next however many months. I'd rather pocket that up front than exchange it and leverage further. So um, just want to shed some light on that. Obviously, I got plenty more to talk about. Reach out to me on Instagram at Alpha Home Flipping. Follow me there and send me a DM if you like this episode. Um, and um, if you want me to expand on any topics further in this episode, I want—I just want to riff on different topics that you guys want to hear about in this podcast. A lot of people have been responding well to the last couple episodes with, um, you know, deal breakdowns and that kind of thing. So I thought it'd be nice to shed light on some more stuff I'm doing. 
Uh, yeah. And by the way, rate and review the podcast. Go on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you like this, share it with a friend and rate and review it. You know, tell me what you like about it. Click the fifth star, five stars, and, you know, hook me up. So I got a jet, guys. Um, Appreciate you listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Success from Scratch show. Um, I need you to do something very important. Rate, review, and subscribe. You have to actually hit the subscribe button. So you'll automatically get these episodes fed to you wherever you're listening it to. Very, very important to me. It is the literal fuel that keeps this show going and improving, etc. And I thank every one of you for doing that. I really do. It takes 30 seconds of your life. means the world to me. And on top of that, uh, make sure you follow me on my social channels, okay? Because I really engage and respond to almost everyone. I'm, like, known for it, okay? Uh, Snapchat, at Real Nick Ruiz. YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Nick Ruiz Entrepreneur, Facebook.com forward slash Alpha Home Flipping, and Instagram at Alpha Home Flipping. Those are my hubs where I talk business, entrepreneurship, real estate, etc. all the time. And also head over to successfromscratch.net. You can download some free goodies there, and I will see you on the next episode.